Hello and welcome to the Hey Mama podcast. Supporting women to make soul-centered and heart-driven decisions in motherhood. Going back to basics, changing our stories and trusting ourselves. I'm Emily. And I'm Annabelle. Hey Mama! Hello, hello and welcome to our last episode for the year. And it is a really special one as it is also our 100th episode. (laughs) There's lots to celebrate, like ending of the year, but also, yeah, 100 episodes for Hey Mama, which feels pretty good. It feels amazing to have, yeah. How are you feeling about it, Annabelle? Yeah, it's actually, when you say it like that, that's that's a lot. Like that's a lot. That is commitment. Yeah. <laughs> commitment, exactly. Yeah. We've committed, we've shown yeah. up. Um yeah. and I love that. And we've learned so much along the way. We've been able to mm-hmm. share our own journeys, but also others and yeah, learning from everyone else. And I actually love as well that we're supporting so many Perth women. Yeah. Which is, I know. Yeah. I think that's been amazing. Um, so, yeah, and then so on our show today is another lovely Perth lady. So we are going to be chatting with Leisha, who is a trauma coach for mums. She's passionate about helping women who feel overwhelmed be by the unseen mental and emotional load of motherhood, regulate their nervous systems and heal from the inside out so they can feel less triggered more energized and deeply connected to their loved ones. So welcome, Leisha. How are you? Hello. Thank you. Oh, that's such an no, it was your one hundred <laughs> So yeah. Like an honor yeah. to be here celebrating that with you ladies. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah, what a way to end the year. Um, So, yeah, thank you for coming on. Do you want to start by, yeah, maybe adding a little bit more to the intro and tell us a little bit more about you? Yeah, of course. Um, So I'm a trauma coach for mums and I love to focus on all things emotional wellness. Um, And I guess that's kind of where my journey I wouldn't say began but it was a really important part of my healing journey um because I feel like growing up I wasn't um really given the tools or the understanding of what emotions were and how they affected our body um and why I with chronic health conditions and depression and all those kinds of things um and it wasn't really until I started to explore emotions and my relationship to to my emotions and emotional wellness really actually started to heal so I was teaching yoga and doing the meditation I was doing all those things before before I found out about emotional wellness um, and nervous system regulation um, and trauma. So I was doing all the yoga and and all of those things before, but I wasn't really seeing the big shifts, I guess. Um, It was like they were just my coping mechanisms, like my coping skills to be able to move through life with more flow. Um, but I was still really triggered over all the time. I would still um, struggle with really low 
energy and low moods and depression um, and chronic pain. Um, and I still had all of these things going on. I felt like I was just managing my symptoms with yoga and meditation. And then once I moved into learning about trauma and how emotions affect the body, that's when things really started um, shift for me and had a knock-on effect in my relationships uh, massively so yeah that's kind of me in a nutshell (laughs) (laughs) amazing and then on your journey you have become a mother (laughs) yeah so it's all kind of as I moved into the motherhood role Mm. um, started to after my second child Rosie I had a lot of um, physical trauma from pregnancy um, and I was offering like um, an online nutrition and yoga program at the time but a lot of the people that I was working with I noticed they found it really hard to stick to anything um, and I started to think well they've got all the tools they know all the things um, and it was the same story for me but we wasn't seeing the results that you know I wanted to see um, and I, I noticed this in my clients as well so I started like I guess looking for um outside of the general like have a good diet have a good exercise and you will be healthy happy forever um and it just goes way much deeper than that and I went on a mind body connection course with one of my mentors Jake and that's where everything really started to sort of like shift and unfold for me um and yeah that was all inspired I guess by motherhood Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so amazing. So I know that you have a book coming out. <laughs> yeah. Can you tell us the title? Because I feel like this will <laughs> be able to play into the rest of the, the episode. <laughs> yeah, so it's how to stop losing it with your children. Um, and it's a nervous system to healing your parenting triggers Um, showing up as the peaceful parent that you want to be because something that I've found really interesting as I've moved through my journey like I always knew I wanted to parent a little bit differently and I was a nanny before I was a parent um, and I'd seen lots of different parenting styles um, and I knew and I, I feel like naturally it within me that's just more of the person I am. But I knew I wanted to be, you know, I knew I wanted to be quite peaceful and respectful towards my children and didn't want to sort of um, go down that route of spanking and yelling and doing those things to get to comply with what I wanted them to do. But what I noticed as I moved into motherhood, I had this big idea of the kind of mum I was going to be, right, which mm. I think we all do. And mm. then you move into motherhood and, you know, you, you, your stuff starts to come up and uh, you start to feel triggered and things happen. And you're like, why is it so difficult to show mm. up as the parent I really want to be? Um, and, yeah, I guess that's really where this book 
is inspired from and, and the the ideas behind it. It's like bridging that gap between knowing the knowledge of like, I want to be conscious, I want to be peaceful, I want to be respectful to my children and the actual action because there's mm. a bit where there's this big gap, right? We can know all the things to say and we can know how we want to show up. But when we're triggered in that moment, um, it can feel really, really hard and, and, and really difficult to do. And I guess my book is kind of addressing that, why, why that's so difficult and how we can start to unpack that and stop feeling so triggered by our children all the time. Yeah, yeah, I can definitely relate to that, that feeling of like, okay, well, I, I want to parent this way and I know exactly how that looks and I know how it sounds and I know why I want to do that. Like all like the knowledge is there, like everything in my head, right, is there, but my body is not responding or my body is sorry is is reacting in a way that doesn't align with everything that I know and it's like yeah you kind of get to this point where you're like well uh, what what's wrong with me because I I know everything that I want to do and and how I want to be but I can't do it because you have these triggers you have these wounds you have um this trauma that is causing you to just repeat these patterns and these reactions, right? So I guess this is exactly what you're talking about. So let's just get right back to basics, I think, and let's just talk about these triggers and I guess what they are and why they show up so massively when we have kids. Yeah, great question. And I totally resonate with that because I see it in myself and in my practice all the time um and triggers so the definition of getting triggered is that something in the present moment reminds us of like an old experience that has big emotions attached to it so excuse me um yeah, so what's really happening is on a conscious level, so in I think what we call the thinking mind, we are like, yes, I want to be a conscious parent, I'm going to say this and I'm going to do this and next time my child acts in this way, this is how I'm going to show up and we have this really clear idea of how we want to show up, right? But then in our unconscious mind, what we call the body mind um, reacts in a very different way. And this is because our body is reacting to an old past experience. So all of our emotions are being recycled. They're not new, fresh emotions when we um, first experience an emotion. And this is why we do get so triggered by our children, I think, because a lot of our wounds are created in childhood, right? So it doesn't matter if we've had like the most amazing, present, conscious um, parents in the whole world, we all experience 
trauma in our life. Everybody does. And it can be big T trauma or it can be little T trauma. Um, but it doesn't matter whether it is T or little T. It all happens in the body the same. So what happens in the body basically is our system goes into what we think is an emergency and it goes into that fight, flight, freeze um, response, which I'm sure your listeners have heard about on the podcast before because I know I've listened to a few of your episodes and a few people mm. have spoken about this um, mm. before. But what happens is we go into that reactive mode, what I like to call the reactive mode, instead of that loving responsive mode we are reacting from a fear-based moment um and a lot of things can be scary when we're a little child right so mm. that's why a lot of stuff that we carry with us we're not actually conscious of so we might be thinking oh well I didn't know that was a big deal like I've had many clients come and things that have shown up for them they're like oh my God, I can't believe I've been carrying that with me my whole life. And I didn't even realize it was there in my, what we call the emotional backpack, carrying and lugging around with you, that then create those symptoms of anxiety and depression and chronic pain and whatever it else it is, reacting to, you know, the children and all those things. Yeah, exactly. I, um, yeah, everything that you said makes so much sense. And it's and it's really great like to have it put out in that way to really, I guess, understand it, right? Um, and I love how you spoke about how we all experience trauma and it can be big or it can be little, like it can be soft or it can be, you know, that the bigger trauma that I guess is possibly the trauma that when, when you say the word trauma, people think of it as being like this really big, massive thing. But it, yeah, as you're saying, it can be something that's much smaller. But I really liked how you're saying and in our body, it's experienced in the same way because I think that's really important because it's just saying that it doesn't actually have to be something massive for it to impact us, for, you know, for our patterns for the rest of our life or until we actually start looking into it and start healing it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I feel like, you know, a lot of people, even me, myself, when I first started doing the trauma work, I used to say it was for my clients, like it was, I was doing the Mind Body Connection course and the the trauma program to help my clients. And it wasn't until I, I, I didn't have trauma, right? Like I was like, oh, I've had a great childhood. Mm -hmm. um, even though I was a young carer from a young age. So I was looking after a disabled mom. You know, my dad left the family home when I was eight. And uh, my mum died when I was 17, but I didn't have any trauma. You know, we just see these things of, as life experiences. Yeah. And I feel like trauma can have kind of this sort of negative, um, like you say, like it has to be you've gone to war or like I even had a really close death in the family but still didn't really understand um, the concept of what actually trauma meant until I started to 
do the work and learn about it and be like, oh, okay, so now I can see why I feel so called to this work. It isn't because I just want to help my clients. It's actually because I have a lot of um, trauma myself to acknowledge and process. Um, And it's not about sort of making anyone wrong or the experiences wrong or um, anything like that, like the parents Mm. wrong or blaming anyone. It's really about seeing these things and being able to and take back your power because when you're in that reactive state, you're powerless. And that's a lot of what a lot of um, triggers come from, I think, as mothers, because we've got now this human outside of ourselves that, you know, we don't have control over. They are their own being. And we can yell and shout and scream and spank and do these things. But at the end of the day, we do, you know, when we do act in those ways, it's normally because we've gone into this powerless state and we do feel like that need to control things as human beings to try and keep ourselves safe. So it's super <clears throat> interesting when you see it from a nervous system point of view because I really do feel when you understand the nervous system it really helps you bring that compassion back and stop the finger pointing and the blaming and Mm. actually really be able to um, cultivate that compassion and empathy for yourself and also see how everyone else your children your partner your friends are reacting to life instead of responding from that love state because of their trauma patterns you know because of things that they may or may have um, been through as they were growing up or it can be later on in life as well Um, but you know we're not fully developed um, in our brain we haven't got that full development um, as we're growing up so we're a lot more susceptible to um, trauma because we don't have any tools or the logic or reason to actually be able to understand fully what's happening for us Mm. yeah yeah I definitely agree and I feel like um yeah a lot of people probably just go on with their lives not realizing that these life experiences that we do speak of that you spoke of um can kind of run the show and just like Mm -hmm. cause automatic reactions then when we are triggered or when, you know, new life experiences happen that remind us of that and we haven't had the outlet or we haven't been able to organise and process our life, our pain, our grief, our whatever it may have been when we were younger, um, we haven't had an outlet. So we don't realize that it's just sitting there wanting to come out. And I've definitely feel like I've been experiencing some stuff lately like that, you know, just things in my head, like this, this, this heaviness, this like cluttered, this definitely feeling overwhelmed feeling. So then, you know, when my son spilt his glass of milk all over the floor this morning, I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) <laughs> I was because like I, I couldn't I didn't have any other capacity to deal with it right right now and yeah. I like did <laughs> and I was like um I'm just gonna get a towel like it's obviously fine it was <laughs> it was an accident mm-hmm. but that's the thing we're kind of traveling in our lives with so much in our mind and I think that it's 
yeah, we have that load, that motherhood load. Um, like it just sits there. We're constantly thinking and thinking and thinking and thinking and thinking. And then when something that we can't control happens, that's super annoying. <laughs> oh, at the time it felt super annoying that I had to clean up this milk. Um, you know, you just, it's not a big deal, but at the time it was. And so I reacted like it was a big deal when it wasn't because I didn't have the capacity <laughs> to handle it today. Um, and I, I think we all need that outlet. We all need to be able to, whatever it be, process what's going on for us, like constantly checking in with ourselves, um, like all the time, like what is in our mind that I need to express. I think it's like a lack of expression. Like for me, I've noticed it's that it's like, I'm not able to express what's inside. I don't Mm. have the space or I'm not giving myself the space to like what is happening to express it. So it just sits there festering. And then, wow, that's definitely been my experience in motherhood. Things just fester because I'm not letting them out. Yeah, Mm. and I think um, I love how you because it really is that the work that I do is helping really women to expand and grow in capacity to be able to hold more, Mm. to be able to hold more space for you and your thoughts and feelings and also your child as well. So I really loved how you use that word because it's such a beautiful um, way to sort of explain the concept because it really is it's like we're so full and there's just no space right there's no space for you to sit and process and you know we're rushing here and rushing there and we're doing all the motherhood um stuff that we that we do and taking on the responsibilities um and sometimes it's just too much to hold um and if we're not constantly checking in and doing the work things can get overwhelming really, really quick. So, yeah, it's Mm. um, an opportunity now for you to later on go back to that and be like, right, okay, what what was at play there? What perspective, what thoughts did I have about that? What feelings did I have about that? Um, You know, what was my reaction? And what what would I want my response to be Mm. in the future? You know, that's kind of the basic yeah. outline of, of being able to process um, what what's happening for us. Um, and I feel like a lot of women and mothers don't have um, a solid roadmap of how to actually heal these triggers. Um, mm. And I guess that's, I've actually created a um, emotional freedom framework in, and I teach it in a, in a nine week program. Um, and it's all about, um, it's actually a framework on how to process those triggers, you know, because mm. we can't always stop ourselves in the moment being triggered, especially if it's this big body response that there does have some trauma or a big blocking belief attached to it Um, and it is stuff that we have to go back to it doesn't really um, it doesn't always necessarily get processed in the moment Um, Mm. 
something that we can go back to and explore, you know, bring that curiosity and that compassion and be like, okay, what was happening in that moment for me? What were my thoughts and my feelings and how did I feel and um, all those those things, yeah. Yeah, well, I can actually <laughs> because I remember when I was pouring the glass of milk, he's like, I want some milk and I was like, all right, sure, got the cup poured the milk and I was like thinking it's so nice that he can just have a glass of milk and I not have to stress about it going everywhere now and then (laughs) I kid you not like one second I hadn't even closed the fridge door and it was on the floor and I was like ah and I tried on this dress that I wanted to wear to a wedding on Friday so I was like in this really nice dress (laughs) so like it was yeah, I was like, damn it, I have, like, this nice dress on, I've got some milk on it, there's milk everywhere. I trusted him. Now um, I feel silly. Yeah. Now I feel like I'm an idiot. Like, I should have seen that happening. And then I was hard on me. Obviously, it's not his fault. He's only three. <laughs> not even. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so all the little things at play, that were me. It was me. Mm. It was me, it was me, it was me. Always. Right. And Albert, so, like, are there any other things that you want to just quickly get into now before we finish up about how you do start healing? Like, as you said, like, there is just the self-reflection, like, reflecting on it and you saying you've created this framework. Is this kind of the thing that you – um? tell parents to start with or do you have any other options that you like to um yeah get mothers to explore yeah so I guess for me that's kind of I mean the end goal is finding that sacred pause right and I feel like that's Mm -hmm. what a lot of people start with it's like oh well just pause before you react but that's so unreasonable Mm. and it's so unrealistic and I really would love for mums to know that if you're not pausing before you react there's nothing wrong with you you're just human and that is the end goal that's not the first step so I'd really like to point that out first because I hope that that will give some people some comfort to know that if you are reacting in those moments that's perfectly natural and normal and as long as we're doing the repairs after afterwards and we're also going through this framework and exploring what happened Mm. and then we can go in and heal so this framework does go a lot deeper than what I just explained there but that's kind of the basis of it but I feel Mm. like my first thing I would say to mothers is be willing to actually take responsibility um, when we're reacting instead of um, you know, doing the finger pointing and blaming and all those things. Um, so that really would be the first step. And then the second step is to start a mind-body practice in some way. So start to notice your body um, and notice we're never going to catch ourselves being triggered if we don't know how it feels inside our body. And we've all become so disembodied um, because of the to-do lists and the rushing here and the doing this and the doing that, that it's really difficult for us to catch ourselves in the moment. Um, and it's easy for us to be reactive when we're in that stress state. So I would say to mums um, is put some um, alarms on your phone 
maybe three times a day. Um, and when the alarm goes off, place the hand on the heart and check in and see how you're feeling. Notice what's happening in the body. See if you can label any emotions any sensations so when we're noticing what we're happening what's happening in the body we're talking about sensations we're talking about does it feel heavy or light or tingling or tense or dense or you know it's it's more of those felt sense words um because I'm all about embodiment so start in one of those little embodiment practices um, and then we start to move on to the safety practice and the emotional freedom framework so it really starts with um getting to know how your body's actually feeling because it's all happening in the body it's not in your conscious mind that these this is happening it's a body response mm. Yeah, no, I love that. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that. And it makes so much sense. Um, so, yeah, I would love for you to just end by sharing about, yeah, your book and your offerings or whatever it is that you want to tell our listeners about. Yeah, so um, thank you for having me, first of all. Um, and you can find me, I've got a podcast, it's called the Heal in Motherhood podcast. Um, and the book will be coming out at uh, some stage next year. Um, uh, but what I've, I've got, um, my offering at the moment is a nine-week emotional freedom um program (laughs) Um, and basically what I do is I teach the emotional freedom framework that I've created to help mums feel less triggered more energized deeper connections with their loved ones because it also comes down to relationship skills and boundaries um and helping yourself feel safe in your body there's a lot of um a big dynamic I guess to to the work and I feel like that's why a lot of women do get lost in it because um it's not as easy or as simple as we thought it might be you know so yeah I've got a whole program that teaches you embodiment and also how to create better relationships and feel less triggered (laughs) yeah wonderful Thank you so much. That was great. And, yeah, I loved hearing you talk about that. And, yeah, really appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much. No worries. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to the Hey Mama podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please share with friends and follow our social media pages to keep up to date with the latest episodes. We hope you're having a beautiful day, Mama.